Your Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai Boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And Drunken Karate Master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Uh, new month, new theme, right, Zero? Uh, what is, what is our theme this month? Oh, uh, maybe, um, you were sick last week because you were around a bunch of kids, and kids have lots of germs, and this month's theme is kids. This is terrible, but that is my intro for today's episode. Are, are you trying to imply we should beat our children? So th- Wait, what? No way, whoa. That is not where we're going at all. We should all. kick kids because they. We need to kick out those germs, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that, you completely uh, took that a different direction. Okay. Well, yes. Today, today we're starting a new month, uh, and the theme of this month is Children's Month, right? It's is it is it like Children's Month? It's uh, like, like officially something along those. Some lines. sort of. Holiday. I just wanted to watch movies where kids get beat up and or kick ass uh, i'm hoping for the latter because you know i don't want to see children really get hurt unless it's funny <laughs> but yes uh, yeah. our new theme is children's i mean not really it doesn't have to be children's martial arts movies but generally when you have kids fighting they tend to skew towards a younger audience for obvious reasons well yeah yeah you you want to like i don't know uh, uh, they basically become a surrogate for the audience, right? So if it's a kid, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm like that kid too. Um, so yeah, today we're talking about uh, Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Hey. Not, not, not to be confused with Ninja 3 The Domination, which is another movie that we may want to talk about one day and is no. completely batshit insane. <laughs> we watched uh, that, uh, and I think we mentioned yeah. it in our like year, year-end roundup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, we did. And this is also not to be confused with Surf Ninjas, another movie that's catered towards kids. There are a lot of ninja movies in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that movie had Ernie Reyes Jr., which I mean we recovered Ernie pretty recently, so I think I'm pretty tapped out with Ernie. But anyways, uh, today we're talking about Three Ninjas, and as a little treat, especially since last week we couldn't do an episode uh, for said reason. Um, we're going to cover, briefly at least, all of them. Yay. <laughs> the Three Ninjas Quadrilogy? Quadrilogy, Quadrilogy yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've been wanting to talk about what, at least one of these movies in some sort of context. Because they, they are, they, you know, they very much are martial arts movies. And I watched the first one and with you. And we thought, oh, you know, that was, that was all right. Uh, maybe we could talk about it. I, I watched the second one. And I was like, oh no, that was that was no good. You have to elaborate what second what you mean by second one, right? Right, right. So uh, with these movies, they actually film them in a certain order and then release them out of order. So mm-hmm. when I say the second movie, I say the second movie, which came next in how it was released, which is Three Ninjas Kickback. That's when they go to Japan. That's pretty much what that movie is known for. <laughs> And then I That's watched it. the third movie, which was actually the second one filmed. All mm-hmm. the kids and the grandfather return. This is Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, 
and I thought, holy crap, there's a lot of fighting in this, and it's actually not that bad for children fighting. And I mm-hmm. thought, okay, I, I want to talk about this movie, but it'll be weird if we just talk about this movie and it's part three out of, like, you know, four films. <laughs> That's so, not the first time we've done that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Right, I right. I mean, we'll never, we'll never talk about the other ones, probably. So, you know, we can, <laughs> we can kind of combine it all. And then closing it out, uh, the fourth film is Three Ninjas High Nude at Mega Mountain. Probably one of the With worst. With Hulk Hogan. Yeah, the Hulk Hogan, <laughs> one of the worst reviewed films of the of the series and then like in general it doesn't have a good review mm-hmm. uh, it's actually not that bad but it is yeah. it is it is kind of forgettable yeah okay well you know like i'm, I'm a hack fraud so i will say i actually only watched uh, the first three couldn't get around to watching a third one especially since i really did not like uh kickback that was the one that like i had a lot of trouble sitting through I mean, they're they're not catered towards people like us, right? Like, they're catered towards children. And, you know, even if you put yourself in the right mindset, I found the third one really hard to watch. It, it, the first, the first two movies, and what I mean by that is the first one and, uh, Knuckle Up. Knuckle Up, yes. (laughs) Knuckle Up. Uh, those, well, they're all starring the same exact performers, but also they feel like there's, there's some degree of, like, respecting your respecting your um your intelligence i guess (laughs) whereas kickback it really did feel like they dumbed it down by a lot so uh, how how does Hmm. i don't know that's the way i felt and how how does high noon compare to that uh well the funny thing with high noon is it's die hard at an amusement park Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, terrorists take over an amusement park where the three ninjas are visiting. Mm-hmm. And they're there to see a TV show personality who plays a like a martial artist uh, on okay. screen who happens to be Hulk Hogan, which is weird because mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan is the martial artist. He was uh, you <laughs> yes. know, an American wrestler. And he doesn't do martial arts in the movie. He does... He still does like wrestling moves, but they go, they go there to see him and coincidentally terrorists are there to hold the park hostage and demand money from the park owner. Do do you not know how amusement parks like hemorrhage money? (laughs) Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense too, because yes, they have a whole bunch of henchmen or, you know, corralling parts of the park, but easily anybody could escape. It, it yes <laughs> it doesn't really make sense um and it's just okay it's not uh, as bad as like all the reviews say it is it's just yeah mm-hmm. it's just it's just okay yeah yeah again they're, they're not they're you know you have to kind of give it a little bit of like leeway because these are ch- catered towards children and this is the early 90s so there's a lot of uh, like ripping off of home alone you know like this it's Ooh, very that, much that's that. a big thing in this series i mm-hmm. feel like Home Alone was popular. Uh, you can see it a lot in the first movie where there is a home invasion scene mm-hmm, and literally mm-hmm. it's them setting up booby traps with a ninja flare or a ninja edge to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, the, the, well, the first one, like, it really does feel like the Home Alone thing is like is like the centerpiece of that. Even, I, I don't get that so much in Kickback. And Knuckle Up has a little, like, a parts of it. But, like, I think the reason why Knuckle Up is probably the best in terms of, like, the... Well, I think, like, the overall 
all some of its parts is because it doesn't it's a, it's more oriented towards the action. I think that that's the reason why we're probably going to talk about that in the Patreon section. Um, but that's obviously not you know we're not going to ignore the other movies. I think there's a you know, there's enough to talk about for each individual film at least. Yeah. And this was ninety. I think the first one came out in ninety one, ninety two. I think ninety one. This was like no ninety two. I remember this because we were watching this. And I looked it up and I was like. This is this was released one year before UFC one, and it's very obvious that it is before UFC one because <laughs> this is during a time when the world, especially America, knew nothing about martial arts, like nothing. the The East was mystical and very, very like magical. Like everything about the series screams like, like, uh, like feng shui, like like fake. Asian, you know, kind of uh, like vibes to it, especially since they're doing nin, nin they're all ninjas, but they study karate. <laughs> like no one does any ninjutsu. I mean, yeah. in the in the third movie, they they kind of craft weapons and they are infiltrating mm-hmm. a base at night. That felt the most ninja out of all the series. Yep. But yeah, I mean, they're doing they're doing Hollywood martial arts for the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel dumb, yeah. like ninja, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, it, I mean, it, you gotta throw the whole thing out because it's aren't ninjas technically like hired mercenaries anyway, yeah. and they're turning them into a, a, a children's series. So you gotta of you gotta course. kind of uh, look past the uh, details like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, like the reason why we're talking about this at all is because. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, there's good choreography, you know, like, sprinkled throughout the movie, uh, well, at least for Knuckle Up, at least. I didn't find that so much in the first movie. Uh, it is it is there, but, like, it, it really does shine in, in Knuckle Up. Uh, I think that's because, um, what's his name? Uh, I just had his name just up. It was, ah, Charlie Cow. Yeah, the he was the second unit director uh, director for the first movie, but he got updated up graded to fight choreographer slash uh, action choreographer or, or coordinator for like depending on like which movie we're talking about and after that like it's you can de- definitely like notice that the quality of action actually does improve as the movies like go on but I think knuckle up does have the best ones because it does just it just focuses on the the performers yeah um, it, the, the it, little kids I mean yeah that's that's one of the impressive things about knuckle up I mean all the mo- if you if you look at if you look at all of them, all the children performers because it's not all the kids all the time all the same mm-hmm. actors I mean, mm-hmm. all the kid performers are doing a lot of their own moves like, yes, uh, some of the choreography is very very simple, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, if you look at Knuckle Up, you're just like wow like this got really complicated for for yep. kids. So yep. that's why, like, the third movie is uh, really impressive. But that's why I wanted to talk about that one more. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I know, uh, what is it? This was TriStar. TriStar is owned by Disney, if I correctly, right? Um, or it was Touchstone. Touchstone. I know Touchstone is part Disney. Uh, and then I guess, like, TriStar got the rights uh, for the sequel and, the, the well, the other three sequels. Uh, that's why, like, we have those all those cartoony sound effects in the sequels because they thought that Knuckle Up was too violent. Oh man, that's that's something that uh, happens throughout the whole series. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the music kind of dictating the mood 
So mm-hmm. it's super whimsical. Um, <laughs> lots of like, you know, like wind instruments to make it feel happy-go-lucky. Yep. So it never feels like people are really getting hurt. Yeah, of course. Well, again, it's a kids' movie, right? You, you, you can... You can show off the kids being, you know, badass, but you can't show consequence for the, for the, for the violence, right? It's not violence per se. In the um, first movie, when I was rewatching yeah. it, there's a moment where the grandfather throws a knife mm-hmm. to kind of save the kids because someone's approaching him from behind, and the knife goes into the bad guy, but they have like a boing sound effect when it plays, <laughs> and I just, I, I was. Just flabbergasted. I was like, oh, man, that guy got stabbed and he's dead. <laughs> and they played a cartoon sound effect over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you, what you just described describes this whole series. And mm-hmm. I, I'm probably going to describe a lot of the American production you know, productions that we're going to cover this month. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, the, the first movie, I mean, all the movies are directed by different directors. But, you know, the first one was directed by John Turtletaub. Uh, he did National Treasure, Cool Gunnings, The Meg. <laughs> Great movie. Didn't, a, a you, s- like- didn't you say mm-hmm. that John Turtle Tob, that's that's the turtle character from Bojack Horseman? That's who it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, well, I mean, that's what everyone speculates. Like, he's oh, like an amalgamation okay. of him and Harry Tur- Turtle, the Turtle Dove? Oh, Dove? Uh, whatever his name. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean the the second movie was <laughs> I love I love I was as I was looking up this movie, we're talking about uh, Knuckle Up. The second movie, uh, the not only does the poster, it's a poster of the uh, an image of the three performers like kicking at the screen. It reminds me of Beverly Hills Ninja, and any movie that reminds me of Beverly Hills Ninja immediately gives me like PTSD. But um, oh, you're right because it. They're coming from well. They're going he, to Japan. He came from Japan to go to America. Yeah, yeah. The poster, especially too. Uh, yeah, knuckle up. Also, um, that one is directed by Shin Sang Ok. I looked him up. Apparently, he was kidnapped by North Korea in the seventies. Yeah, that was to crazy. do propaganda films. <laughs> that was so crazy. Um, I mean, in the IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. Three Ninjas Kickback was apparently uh, the North Korean leader's favorite film. <laughs> yeah that's the third one and then here. i wonder if that's i don't think it i think it's just coincidence that he happened yeah. to kidnap the third film director yeah and but made I him do that. a north korean propaganda movie that's fucked up <laughs> yeah of course i love how uh shansing ok he he comes back from north korea after doing you know uh, propaganda films and he's being tortured in north korea he comes back he's like i need to tell my story i'm gonna make three ninjas knuckle up <laughs> <laughs> well he did it he made three ninjas knuckle up afterwards yeah yeah or before exactly. before I before i mean before no i think he was kidnapped in the 70s oh so the 70s oh 70s yeah mm. like 76 or something like that but yeah and then uh i think another indicator of like why the action's better and i mean okay, not not that it is an indicator but it does indicate that the action is slightly more violent a little bit more uh, aggressive in knuckle up because the mpaa rated it as pg-13 Oh, right. Which right, is yeah. weird. That's weird. It's because, a kid's like, imagine movie. watching this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Knuckle, really knuckle like Up connect. gets pretty. It gets pretty intense at times, and there are some crazy stunts in there. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So yeah. I can see why, but then why have it be a kids' movie at that point? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it probably was like they were. 
probably already intro- into production. They had this choreography. They were like all like pretty far in, into the editing, and they had their final product. And you know, they just could not edit it down to to pass ratings, right? So yeah, yeah. That that's unfortunate because like obviously they have a demographic they're trying to cater towards. Like imagine being trying to watch this movie. Like sorry, you gotta be thirteen, right? And you're like watch. this nine year old kid, <laughs> but it's three ninjas. I saw yeah. the first two. Sorry, you're not you're not sophisticated enough to watch this movie. Your your humor, <laughs> your wah, sense wah. of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah. So I guess the uh, just to elaborate a little bit more on what you mentioned before. So yeah, uh, knuckle up and kick back. I don't know which one to call the second slash third movie. They're like interchangeable because no, just one just one... say kick back is two, knuckle up is three. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't reverse them. <laughs> Just do it by when they release. Because the, these movies, these movies have no chronological order. Period. They so do. It's like you, you, they when do. When they release, just go by when they release. You're gonna confuse. <laughs> Story wise, sure. We're just gonna. Well, we're just gonna talk more about Knuckle Up because I think that's the one we're obviously gonna elaborate a little bit more on. Right. I think right. The other movie, other movies, uh, they're not as I don't know. They're not as engaging. <laughs> from an action standpoint. Well, so all, we're yeah, from an action standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, the first mm-hmm. one I thought was okay. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing I wanted to elaborate on was the actors. So mm-hmm. I'll just mention the three uh, kid actors who reprised their roles, at least in two films. So it's Michael mm-hmm. Trainer, Trainer, Max Elliott Slade, and then Chad Power. And it's a shame because they didn't go on to do much else after these movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they retired. Uh, Michael Trainer, I think he retired right after Knuckle Up. Uh, it's funny, like every one of these actors, I kind of have like a they they look like lookalikes to me. I just I kept on saying that to you as we were watching the first movie. Michael Trainer looks like he looks just like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm. If you remember him from Home Alone, yeah, uh, yeah. Not Home Alone, uh, Home Improvement. Uh, well, they then, probably had um, a type like a, a teen heartthrob type they were going yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, they're like uh, they probably wanted to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, can you do karate and taekwondo? No. Well, we found someone who can. So, hey, right. <laughs> there you go. And then there's Max Elliott Slade. Um, he's the only one who did went on to do three movies. Uh, he also did Kickback, or yeah, Kickback. Um, and he looks just like Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> That's oh I my god, describe. you're right. Yes, he's like <laughs> brother. Like they have the same yeah. kind of facial features, yeah. Yeah, if if Jamie Lee Curtis had a kid at that time, it would have looked just like him. Yeah, but, um, I see it. Yeah, but uh, he he also retired after um, Kickback or Knuckle Up, whatever. He retired after these movies, so he can go back to school. And then Chad Power, um, I think he's the only one who doesn't. Well, there's not much information on him. He he's the obviously the youngest one. He was like, and I don't think he did much at all. So. I also think that he's the only one of the three that didn't do martial arts, because um, like it, they give him was possibly like the, the simplest choreography. But at the same yeah. time, he is the youngest. He's, you know, I, I would say like six or seven, maybe. Yeah, just yeah. Just looking at him. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be too hard on like any of his choreography, or I mean, yeah, or really of any of them. Any of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, uh, quite the opposite. I was gonna say I would give a lot of props to both Max and uh, Michael. Right, right. Uh, you know, because they're, they're actually very talented for, the, for their age. I think um, 
was it Michael or one of them was a brown belt in in uh, in karate, and the other one oh Michael was the taekwondo and karate um, black belt, and then like I think at the end of Knuckle Up and uh, Max was the brown belt in karate. If I'm wrong correctly, yeah. I mean you definitely um, see the progression. Like they get better from the first, yeah, to second for sure. Yeah, yeah, and for then sure. um, we have Victor Wong playing mm-hmm. the Japanese grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if it, if there's ever a Japanese character, get someone whose last name is Wong. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, most notable for he's in Tremors and then Big mm-hmm. Trouble in Little China. Yep. 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 And uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. High Noon to Mega Mountain was his last film. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, like a lot of people give uh, you know, Jim Carrey slack for, like, you know, he ended his career, like, or he says he ended his career with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And here's Victor Wong, who unfortunately had no choice but to make this his last movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it, um, it is what it is. But It um, is what it is. So maybe, maybe we should elaborate on... The characters overall, because the stories are sure. interchangeable, but the characters are the same throughout. Mm-hmm. So every movie is about these three kids, uh, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum, as they've been bestowed. Uh, their nicknames by their grandfather. They go to stay with him during the summer, and he teaches them how to be ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we get to we you know we get the training montages. We get to see him teaching them how to do martial arts supposedly ninjutsu not really but that's okay (laughs) and uh there's always a sequence of him testing them and them trying to best him at in some sort of a way and then the plot comes in like bad guy does this they somehow get involved grandpa doesn't want them to get involved he then gets involved with them anyway Maybe oh God, yeah. maybe <laughs> saves them at movie. the end. Maybe doesn't. You know here. Uh, oh, there's a love interest for for the you know the kid characters sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. Tum Tum wants to eat something because that's all his character is. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very very simple stories uh, in each one of them. And uh, yeah, they're like well, you basically did describe all of them. Like uh, basically every movie is boils down to something like that but um like the first movie is about like uh, old students of grandpa's that they fight and they have to well they fight in best at the end grandpa fights him and beats him at the end <laughs> oh man that story uh, is so weird so uh also something that's going on in the movie is in the movies are the the kid's dad is an fbi agent mm-hmm. and in the first movie he's hunting this guy who I guess like bought weapons or something like that. And it also turns out that he knows the grandfather. And ultimately the driving force of the bad guy's plot is he wants the grad grandfather to teach his men, uh, ninja ninjutsu, but he already taught his men ninjutsu. Like, why does he need the grandfather to do it? It doesn't, doesn't make sense because we wouldn't have a movie zero (laughs) because we wouldn't have a movie. And, and also at the in that movie, uh, the villain is just kicking his ass in every fight scene. And the only reason why Victor Wong's character wins at all is because he shoves a candy like candy in his mouth, 
and basically does like a dirty handed tactic to win. Uh, well, <laughs> well, the bad guy actually did something first. He uses a smoke bomb on him when he's losing. Mm, I don't recall that. Yeah, that's what, I remember. That, that's what happened. So like the grandfather's winning first. The bad mm-hmm. guy uses a smoke bomb on him. And so mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, grandpa uses the jelly beans that Tum Tum gave him. Oh, jelly beans. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yes. And yes. shoves them in his mouth and he starts choking and then he beats the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. That just proves jelly beans beat smoke bombs any day. Yeah. yeah. Any given day. And uh, what 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 ni- early 90s movie <sighs> movies would would these be if they didn't have very like pandering storylines that you expect from this era so i think actually like as even though we're talking about nuffle up today i think like, it's probably the worst perpetrator of them all because uh because of like the subject matter it's about like the the three ninjas get involved with a tr- native american tribe who are trying to get their land back slash prevent like the villain from polluting the planet some more or something along those lines i mean and it's, yeah i mean that that's essentially what it is i think that's kind of good pandering though right <laughs> to, yeah yeah to make and people you know aware. what's funny you know what's funny uh dan shank he plays the like one of the native american like chief leaders when we were watching this i was like oh my god this movie is like I made this comment where, like, you know, it, like this movie is just like that that video of that guy, like, you know, that Native American who like sees like a, a, a piece of litter that hits the ground and then like a single sh- tear comes out of his his eyeball. You know, like you, you know that you know. You've yeah, heard of yeah, this, that's like, a very very famous uh, advertisement. Yeah. Guess what? That that Native American is. Ten oh, that's Shane. him. That's oh actually my God, him. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I looked him up. I'm like, oh my God, that's actually. The same guy. Wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, of course. Well, I because... mean, hey, you gotta you gotta get them young. Let them know that the environment matters because the bad guys. I mean, hey, we're we're in a, we're in a place where nobody cares about the climate right now. I think uh, yeah, we gotta reach true. our children. That's true, but it's it's kind of I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of ridiculous in movies, especially early '90s, where it's like Native Americans represent all of like anti-pollution climate anti-climate change whatever uh you know, like the, the 90s had like a very stereotypical view on native americans right they they were not the only ones who cared about uh the environment yeah yeah and but there's... i mean uh, you know somebody needs to care about it so mm-hmm. make them i guess make them <laughs> the, the good people i don't know I, I i like this native american story a lot better than avatar so <laughs> sure no blue people in this movie yes yeah, uh, and then I mean I I could I could barely finish what you call it the um, I could barely finish uh, kickback kick slash uh, three ninjas go to Japan which was the working title of that film. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I kind of liked uh, them going to Japan. I thought it it was a fun take on mm-hmm. you know, just just mixing things up, right? Because you get mm-hmm. to see nineties Japan, which is which is pretty cool. Apparently, That's though, true. a lot of the music that was used was Korean, so they they fucked up there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, I watched um, that. I love that Dustin uh, Nguyen, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. we've spoken about before, uh, he yep. was in the Vietnamese martial arts movie The Rebel. Very, very good movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He plays yep. an Asian himbo or a mm-hmm. male bimbo. 
and he is just so fucking stupid. Every all the all the uh, I guess the henchmen in this movie are so stupid. They embody yep. the uh, the Bill and Ted, the Polly Shore, the the SoCal surfer mm-hmm. dude mentality. Like, yeah, yep. you know, uh huh, yeah, awesome, totally. Because you got you got the villains like that who are trying to kidnap the the kids in the first movie. Yeah, and then you got Dustin and then his crew in Japan who are just like bumbling idiots like in the second movie. yeah yeah, yeah. and then in yeah, the third yeah. movie well, not so much i think the third movie is weakest when it comes to henchmen because they're they're very forgettable they don't really do much they're are just, you talking about mega mountain or no I no i'm mega talking mountain? about the third movie knuckle which up. is knuckle up knuckle up okay yeah i well i don't remember the, the henchmen at all in that. that's what i mean, I mean. yeah, yeah like, they're, they're the they're uh, like the most okay, forgettable in knuckle mm-hmm. up one of the henchmen is played by Jim Varney. Really? Yeah, who who you may I, know I, I as Ernest. Know. You know, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest really? Stupid. Yeah. How did I not notice that? He's like a sub boss, though. He's not like a dumb henchman. He's kind of oh. uh yeah. He's kind of like more like a sub boss. And then they have the dumb bumbling idiots underneath them. In the third, in this, in the fourth movie, they got the big fat one. That's like the, yeah. the different one. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh. Well, the um, yeah. Well, since you're you're talking about the like recycling things from the first movie, because I did notice that, like you know, we had like almost like the bumbling idiots. I mean, each one of them has the bumbling idiot uh, goons, right? Yeah. But I felt like the three ninjas kick back. Those goons were too similar to the goons from the first movie, like the mannerisms, the way that they talk. Oh, they're exactly the same, them. except it was just like in. They're supposed to be Japanese, but Dustin Nguyen is not Japanese. Yeah, yet. no, but it, because it was so, it just felt like they're trying so hard to recapture what happened in the first movie. Oh yeah, like most definitely. Most retread definitely. a lot of stuff, except now they're playing baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's basically like the like the thing that you know, like in the first movie, it was because uh, there this the C plot or D plot was that there was a, a bike being stolen. And they want to retrieve it from the bullies. And here it's like, well, now you have a baseball game and they want to beat the bullies in it. And it, But then it all culminates into fighting the bullies in the end. Yeah. I don't want to go too, into, too deep into it, but it just really felt like it was trying so hard to be like the first movie again. Mm-hmm. But just like change it. You know, it was probably like Mad Libs with that movie. It was just like, uh, instead of baseball, uh, instead of uh, whatchamacallit, we'll just do baseball instead. Right. Well, um, so with that movie, with with them going to Japan, I liked the new character, uh, Mio. I thought she was a you know a cool addition. She was obviously you know a female, changed things up. She was actually the best of them all. Like they were going to Japan to learn from a ninja master, mm-hmm. and she actually teaches them. So it's it's kind of cool that they're not speaking down to her because she's actually their teacher in that movie, and she's teaching them ninjutsu and all that fun stuff. But I just remember the fights not being that good in that one like it, it felt like kind of sloppy yeah. and messy it, it was very bad yeah and that's one thing i noticed about that too was the action took a huge nosedive um yeah i, I don't i don't know what's going on like because like i'm what the since knuckle up was filmed before um kickback I, I wonder like how much earlier because like max elliott's slade looks identical so i wonder if yeah, they it still I, looks pretty maybe young. filmed yeah, I mean, he did have a huge growth spurt between uh, the first movie and um, 
and and knuckle up because he is taller than Michael Trainer by the time knuckle knuckle back uh, knuckle back knuckle <laughs> up <laughs> was uh, in production. So like yeah, like I'm wondering if like Max was just on set for both movies. It could be right. Like one once production was like, all right, let's try something new and let's make the action, you know, awesome for anyone to enjoy. And then the other one's like, let's just do what we did last time, but in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I it, it, it has to do with the director then because I believe the action choreographer stayed the same from the mm-hmm. second through the through the fourth movie. So I think mm-hmm. it's just it's that the direct that's it's that director who's you know trying to focus more on the action and then change maybe may making things more kid friendly like towards the end, especially in like the fourth movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh yeah, I mean, like maybe well, for some reason Kim Jong Un loves kickback. I don't, I don't. <laughs> so he must have a solid reason for it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's what uh, they play to torture all the, you know, all their citizens there. <laughs> oh boy! All right, we're gonna go back to talking about Knuckle Up uh, more in detail because yes, we like you said before, there's more, there's probably more, more and higher quality fighting in this movie, uh, especially with the two leads. So I think there's, I think that's basically it, unless there's anything else I want to talk about before we go into the action. Uh, no, we can uh, go into it. Yep, <coughs> so, okay. uh, yeah, if you want to hear us break down all the action for Three Ninjas Knuckle Up, there's actually a lot of it. This is not something I was expecting going into a Three Ninjas movie, but there is a lot of fights like almost too many. I, I tend to say that a lot sometimes, but sometimes we, sometimes we cover a movie happen. and there's like two fights, and we yep. you know we can drone on about it. But then in this movie, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fucking fights. So if you want to hear us talk about yeah. all of it, make sure you follow us on Patreon. You can find us under Fists of Fail, and yeah, you can get the whole episode. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, and we're gonna talk more about the story. So you'll hear the ad break somewhere around here. Uh, okay. How does this one start? Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly because I, I, like all I recall is that yeah, we they're driving. I think they're just driving into a new town. If I remember correctly, like Victor Wong is you know like driving and everything, and the three kids notice uh, like there's like a Native American rally, and that you know like we get introduced to uh, Christy Lightning's character, who's like a little girl. Uh, she is like the daughter of the Native American chief who was apparently kidnapped. Wow, I actually do remember all this stuff. <laughs> I thought I didn't yeah, know. There you go. I was like, wait. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, I don't know the story. You Let know. Let me tell you, you know. the story. It's actually not that complicated. <laughs> yeah. and it's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's exactly yeah, then, what it is. They notice, they notice a rally. They kind of go there because they want to help. Mm-hmm. And... We this is where the plot unravels. It's it's a very very simple story. Basically, yeah. evil corporation is dumping on Native American ground. They technically do own the land, but uh, it's affecting the Native American people. It's poisoning them. It's making them sick. Whatnot. They're trying to yeah. stop it. And so the three ninjas, being the good kids that they are, they want to help out. Yeah, and I, it's movies like this, which is very it's a very common trope. The grandpa slash mentor character will always say, "Don't get involved. Don't use your violence." And then there's just like 
usually in movies like this, like there's like a light bulb moment. And it's like the mentor learns his ways. He's like, okay, like, okay, no, I need, we need to get involved. Like the, the students are right. Yada, yada, yada. There's never a moment like that in this movie that he just gets involved for some reason. And you don't know why. Uh, well, I mean, he's, <laughs> he knows what they're up to. He's not an idiot, right? Yeah, but, you know, like, well, throughout the beginning of the movie, he's like, no, don't get involved. Like, uh, like, don't use your violence. Don't use your ninja skills. Even though I'm teaching you ninja skills for absolutely no reason, don't use them Well, in any practical right. sense. Right, so, so basically the theme of the movie is um, you can be a hero, but you shouldn't be doing it for yourself. You should be doing it for other people. And I guess he feels that the kids are doing it because they want, they like the fame of helping people out. That's, I think that's kind of what happened in the first fight of the film when they save the girl in the pizza place. Yes. So he wants them to be, you know, good people for the sake of being a good person, not because you want the celebrity status of it or whatever. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that That's fair. I mean, that, that's basically, yeah, that is literally what happens in this first fight. So just to set it up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, we have Colt and we have Tum Tum, Max and Chad. Uh, what a Chad he is! Uh, the, the two of them are take uh, fighting against like three goons who are picking on this little girl played by Christy Lightning, like I said before. Oh man, this uh, this scene it it's so frustrating to watch because it's grown yeah. men harassing this little girl, and then it cuts to a shot of adults like a sea of white adults just doing nothing and and then she finally gets thrown on the floor and then like a few of them stand up and the guy's like whoa what are you gonna do and they're like oh we don't want any trouble <laughs> yeah i mean we, we've seen that so many times yeah. it, it, it's it, it's not cool like even as a play thing it's like oh it's seeing someone like abuse a child even you know, pretending but it's like yeah it's uncomfortable uh, but of course, that sets it up so that the the two of them, both with pizzas in hand, uh, like an entire fresh pie, like you know, like on a tray in their hands, uh, you know, like it's, it's a good you know setup for them to be able to kick these guys' asses without dropping the pies. And the entire time, I just thought there was going to be a pizza in the face. Well, you know, of just, course, it has to be. It, it never happens, and I got so disappointed. It's like. You just uh, you you really disappointed me, movie. But no, no, it, it's fine. Like they actually make it work for some, you know, somehow. But I would say that the action here isn't quite up to snuff with the rest of the movie, especially since like it it one it's the the first fight in the movie, and like I think it's the environment too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that they do have these pizzas in their hands, like it, it's very limiting. Uh, but there are like you know definitely highlights of this particular scene as well as well though. Yeah, so that's one of the things I wanted to point out. And something I noticed while watching these movies, I think it would, I think either somebody figured it out already, or maybe these movies did, probably somebody else, but giving uh, kids props uh, in the fight choreography, I think really helps to sell, like, oh, these kids can fight, and then it gives them something to work with, it gives mm-hmm. the stuntmen something to react off of, and mm-hmm. so that... And then it also helps it to keep it in the kid-friendly range because mm-hmm. when it's just punches and kicks hitting the face and hitting the body, that can be too yeah. adult, I guess, for, for yeah. mm-hmm. the MPAA, or, for example. And so, but when it's like you have like somebody getting hitting, hitting, hitted over the head with a tray and then you add a goofy sound effect, that can help to like diminish that. 
So throughout the course of the yeah. movie, like people are just they're they're constantly using props and it's funny because even though the, some of the props can feel more painful or probably more painful than a kick to the face, it probably they probably did that intentionally to maybe you know keep that kid friendly feeling and 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 uh, lower the rating anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the sound effects <laughs> like uh, definitely added to it. Like the Although I will say, yeah, yeah, boong. <laughs> yeah. Like they're very like it sounds like goofy, like stepping on a rake or something like that, mm-hmm. and hitting his face, like the, the, those kind of things. No, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, this movie, I don't know about the other movies, but apparently this one, uh, oh no, it, it might, I might be confusing with the first movie. I, I know in the first movie they had uh, international version. And that one didn't have as many sound effects, according to right, you know, like right. what they said in IMDb. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like that one is apparently, you know, the movie has a cult following. So, like, if people love that movie, you know, like they probably reference the international version because it probably catered to a wider audience, like a, you know, more mature audience. But uh, whatever. Well, I'm not talking about the first movie. So, like, regardless of the sound effects, you know, like you definitely see, like, as the movie progresses, the action does get a little bit more mature this first one not so much i think it's a lot more um like i mean all of them are very you know kid oriented but this one specifically uh we have things are inspired by other martial arts movies that's, i think that's, that's what the, i was getting a feel of a lot like like the the prop mm-hmm. stuff feels like jackie when he's putting the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he puts the, yeah. the tray on the guy's head turns around mm-hmm. kicks the other guy turns around takes it back kicks yeah. it off and kicks him i was like oh you know that that's cool they're making comedy yep. out of it it's very lighthearted it doesn't mm-hmm. feel too violent but but it is but you know it, it's kid friendly so it, it's kind of, it's kind of fun the timing yeah. is not there because you know the kids they're doing it at their pace thankfully there's no yeah. speed ramping this looks shot all to, you know, yeah. to normal speed so they yeah. are very fast but then but when it comes to that timing like if this was jackie like you know it would be like boom 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 it would be on like a certain yeah. rhythm so he's getting all those beats, and then it, he would be highlighting it, like at the end for something big. Here, they're just they're kind of yeah. going uh, with emotions, but I think it's still very impressive that they're they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, same way, same reason why you would you wouldn't like make fun of like a child for their acting ability. Uh, you know, like I guess like that also applies to their physical performance as well. They, you know, they're they're still very talented martial artists, but like if they're gonna if they do mess it up every once in a while, like it's okay. You know, like he's kind of let it slide. Yeah. But you know, like again, uh, you know, like not mess it up, but you know, like uh, if they're they're not hitting the rhythm, is like it's rather than being perfectionist. Exactly. About it, like, it's just, like it doesn't know, like it of... doesn't always look so smooth, and you just gotta mm-hmm. kind of forgive it because yeah. there's yes, there's moments when it's like okay, yeah, those wrist manipulations, like you know, it's you know, it's slow, mm-hmm. it's a little sloppy, that's fine. Yeah. But then you just pay attention to where it gets better, and you're just like, holy shit. I'm surprised these kids are doing it. So yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I do definitely appreciate that. <laughs> like, given that you can tell that these people who are on the receiving end of the hits, like all these stunt people, the, the goons, I mean, uh, they, you can tell that they're just waiting their turn. You know, like they they do their thing and then they wait for the kids to hit their mark so they can react to it. I mean, it's fine. It's completely understandable because, like, you know, you're in the realm of kids' film. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh, whatever. That's one thing I wanted to talk about. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Uh, so that, that's uh, that Three Ninjas Knuckle Up? Knuckle Up. Yeah, that's Three Ninjas hey. Knuckle Up. Um, <laughs> well, okay, since it'd be very unfair to say like, oh, well, if you if you want to watch children's movies, then, you know, like, of course, uh, you know, like, but as a standalone movie, that you know, without that context, it's not worth watching. Obviously, that's going to be a weird criteria, a weird way to contextualize these movies. But um, I don't know. It, it, this is it's a weird because since we are doing this theme, we are you know like covering children's movies. Uh, for a children's movie, uh, I'd say that the action surprisingly good. You know, uh, it's it's impressive at yeah, times. Yeah. So that uh, so that's kind of yeah. how I wanted to try and review these. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. of it as an action movie? With the caveat understanding that. You know, it's it's for children. And then, mm-hmm. what do you think of it as a children's movie? Hmm. Well, as a children's movie, I don't watch children's movies like, normally. Okay, okay. So, uh, uh, unless let, we're... maybe let me rephrase that. Like, do you think you could show this to kids? Do you, like, do you think they would like it? Do you think this would get kids interested in martial arts? Oh, that's a... Well, I mean, I'm, I can tell you my opinion, which is maybe, but... If we're talking about historically, I mean, we know that the first movie actually is responsible for a bunch of karate, like, uh, uh, studios or dojos actually getting, like, thanking the movie for, you know, like, what it contributed to, you know, like, the the popularity of karate Mm -hmm. a lot. That first movie is actually a big hit. Uh, The movie was actually a financial success. Uh, The sequels were all bombs. Like, every one of them did not do well. But uh, I don't know. For this movie, I don't know what contributed to the financial failure of it. Um, maybe it's the fact that it was a sequel. Maybe it's the fact that it was at least three years, four years after the fact. I don't know. Um, so I think the first one's a little bit more like digestible. Yeah, sure. I was gonna say like the, even the first the, movie mm-hmm. is like it's a breeze to sit through. It's so easy, even yeah. as a children's mm-hmm. movie. You, you know, it, it's it's not it's not boring it's just like okay this is for kids but i can still sit through and watch it uh i saw the first movie in theaters as a kid Uh, yeah (laughs) so that was that was a perfect demographic for it and i remember Mm -hmm. thinking that this is too kiddy for me but i Mm -hmm. liked that they were doing martial arts and i I think i was already in martial arts or invested in martial arts at the time Uh, so Mm -hmm. i think that's why i wanted to see it I saw it and I thought it skewed a little too young, but I didn't think mm-hmm. I didn't think it was horrible. I thought I thought it was like, oh, okay, this is maybe for like somebody younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like I guess as a kid, like as fitting the criteria of like if it's a good children's movie, it, it it works. You know, for for children. I mean, we're we're not children, but whatever. Uh, I think it's. Maybe not so much for children as like the the first movie is. I think the first movie still like as a 
in terms of like being able to digest the film, um, I think the first movie still succeeds. But in terms of action, I still I think this movie's clearly the winner here. Like I, I don't think it's it's even yeah, comes. We're close. talking about three the ninjas movie, knuckle up the third movie. Yes, yeah, knuckle up. Ver- sorry, knuckle up versus the first movie. Uh, not kickback. Not high noon at Mega Mountain. I don't think. Well, I didn't see the last one, but I don't think uh, kickback has good action. Period. Um, so yeah, uh, but like as a personal recommendation, um, <laughs> maybe just watch the action. I, I think the movie itself is actually like, I mean, unless you have a kid around and you want to, you want to show them, like maybe get them interested in, like you said, maybe you can, you can like stoke those flames and get them into it. But, um, yeah, like if that's a, if that's a case, I think that kids in general wouldn't be so interested in martial arts choreography so they'd probably be more in you know interested in the first movie but from a martial arts standpoint yeah this it's clearly knuckle ups clearly the, the superior film yep yeah uh <coughs> <coughs> excuse me <laughs> well don't yeah. die there <laughs> um i mean yeah it's it's weird um i i think you could watch the third movie you just have to go into the mindset mm-hmm. that okay yeah this is made for kids and then be surprised mm-hmm. that these kids are kicking ass it it yes. is just incredible what they're able to do obviously you kind of have to temper your expectations a little bit but mm-hmm. it is very clear that they are capable and I, I i wanted to talk about this as soon as i watched it i was like fuck no this is the one we had to talk about even though there yeah. is some decent choreography sprinkled throughout the other movies i think i think in terms of in in terms maybe like the first one might have some okay and then high noon might have a little mm-hmm. bit and the second one's the weakest in my opinion but yeah mm-hmm, the kids mm-hmm. are capable uh and i think if you are just like a normal martial arts fan i say give the give the movie a chance yes the story is very straightforward it's it's a little more kid friendly but the action is mm-hmm. surprising considering their age uh but mm-hmm. i think it's still impressive what they can do yeah yeah i mean that that's basically not debatable i think that you know this the action and, and the fact that like it's is so impressive that it's the actual kids doing the stunts uh, and the, the fight no not stunts but the fight choreography in this movie and it's the fight choreography is accelerated from the first movie uh definitely adds to the enjoyability factor uh, but i don't know it, not, nothing's gonna beat the the cheese that is uh, the the first movie where grandpa is just doing a bunch of flips <laughs> like nothing nothing's gonna top that. well at least just, nobody uh, in this movie got fed laxatives and then their ball just pooping in the bathroom and then getting their ass kicked by the kids later oh my god that, that did happen oh my how, did I forget <laughs> how could you that? forget a good laxative joke those are the best oh god yeah i, I was actually expecting him to just sh- that no one know what the hell we're talking about that just go watch the first movie if you're you're very interested 